You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You're listening to Inside Real Estate, your source for all things mortgage and real estate related. The show that brings you all the hottest topics and insights directly from those who know it most. Now sit back and enjoy the show. Sit back, grab a cold one, enjoy the show. What is up, everyone? Paul Apostolakis, Brad Weisgerber, Salvatore Cusmano. We are Inside Real Estate, and we are here today with Mr. Ryan Lane with Max Brook. Uh, Detroit is where you're at today. How you doing, sir? Good. How are you, man? Good. Today, for me. Today's show is brought to you by Nick Vagnetti, who uh, I were, we were on a uh, golf trip this weekend. He <laughs> he lost the Ryder Cup for our team, uh, also was the lowest money winner and got what we call the poop jacket. So we really appreciate you doing that for us, Nick Vagnetti. He also is a, uh, a, a loan officer, so he'll probably never listen to this, but we appreciate you. Uh, today, I want to talk to Ryan. Uh, Ryan was on our old show from uh, a previous iteration, <laughs> and so I'm excited to have you back. I want to kind of talk about kind of your mentality on, on how you handle your business, what you think about growth, and, and how you tackle your day-to-day. I think that's important. I think you do a good job with that and kind of the, your mindset. I also want to play a little game where we fantasize about what if some parts of the purchase or mortgage or real estate transaction were replaced by automation completely? Like what if we remove the appraisal completely? What are some consequences that we would see from that? What if we replace the realtor completely? What would be some consequences we'd see from that? Because a lot of people are talking about doing that. So I kind of want to just, I think it'll highlight kind of the importance of what having a proficient professional do that means to the transaction. So for, uh, first and foremost, Ryan, you know, give us your background. Tell us real quick. Uh, I know you've been on the show before, but tell us real quick how you you got into real estate and kind of how what drew you into it. Um, all right, the real quick version. Um, I was working with um, a company. It must be four and a half years ago now. Yeah, I was working with a company for three years in in uh, like the warehouse, like Gordon Food Service. Yeah. So I was in. Uh, I was working nights, like six p.m. to six a.m. Damn. Um, we were responsible for making sure the product. The right orders got sent down to the shipping lane so they can get, you know, packed on the truck. Logistics. Yeah, logistics. Yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a crazy, crazy job. Um, anyway, I was making some pretty good money at the age I was at. And uh, I was like, you know, what, I want to start investing in real estate now. So um, I was like, well, I'm, maybe I'll go take a uh, real estate course, get my license. I don't have to deal with any, you know, agents because my schedule is so weird as it is. Um, and I can just go look at houses on my own time. Oh, so you got your license out of like convenience. You're like, screw it. I I, I could just yeah. do it on my own. I right. just wanted to invest, man, because I was um. I, I How always, old were you? That time I was probably nineteen. Wow. Oh, I was when I got my license. I think I was twenty, just about to turn twenty one. Young guy. Yeah, super some money. young. Wow. Yeah, All and right. um, I've always been an entrepreneur growing up, dude. Like I was eight years old. I had dog walking businesses, lawn companies. Um, when I was twelve, thirteen, I was you know, uh, biking three miles each way to get to work, make some money. I was always hustling, you know. Yeah. And so at this point, I was like, okay, I got some money. I only have this old truck that I paid for and this apartment. I'm gonna I want to start investing it. So that's why I got my license. And then while I was getting my license, I was like, you know what? I think I just want to sell real estate now. You know, just I, I love sales. I love business. You know, being in that environment that I was working in was not natural for me. I just went there originally for the for the paycheck. The cash flow. Yeah. yeah. And um, I actually got that job originally because a buddy of mine in Florida, him and I were going to start a trucking company or a transportation business. And I wanted to save up money to do that. But I got caught up in the corporate, um, like, uh, you know, management stuff. I was, yeah. I was work, trying to get into a management role. Anyway. Um, got my license, decided I want to start selling real estate. And then, um, my first year, um, 
I sold like two houses, you know, yeah, and it was like under three hundred fifty thousand in business that I did for that <laughs> first year, yeah. And it turns out that I was actually working with like two or three other real estate agents working this industrious job at night and selling real estate in the day, and they were actually doing really good at it. They had two full time incomes coming in. Um, and so they convinced me to just go full time. And so the next year with only two house sales under my belt, decided to, um, take a leap of faith and go full time in it. And then just took off from there. So that's, that's where I'm at today. Just been selling real estate and, uh, continuing to, um, you know, try and put money in, in certain investments, stuff like that and continue my real estate investing portion. But we, we, we see that a lot, dude. We <laughs> see a lot of people that try to do it part time and the part time, dude, it's not a part time job. No, dude, it's not. And I, 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 yeah, I tell people that. It's not. It's, it's a not. it's a full time job, no. and if you really want to do it, right, mm-hmm. you can pick up some deals and do them here and there, and you know have it as like a hobby. But you're never gonna be proficient in next. You year. might get lucky and do one deal a month. Maybe. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, this is really like that sphere or something really like that, or lucky. you used to do it a long time ago, and now you're part time. Like, but to have a full time income, like you can't work part time. You can't. But if you're somebody, I would tell somebody like if they. If they're dying to get into real estate and they want to make it their full-time job, I wouldn't say – I mean, what I did was pretty ballsy, right? I mean, just quitting uh, – like, dude, I was making good money for my age. And um, even for even for most adult standards, you know, I was making yeah. good money. Yeah. And I was like, to quit that and just go full-time in something – I mean, that was a risk. It was a huge risk, but it was a risk I was willing to take. But if you're not in a position to do that, it is great that you can start part-time and just really, you know, bust your ass. You're going to be on two full-time schedules, you know, is, is what I yeah. would say. Yeah, yeah. like you're not going to get much sleep at all. Um, but if you want it bad enough, you can definitely start part-time and, and achieve that. But, yeah, if you're just doing it to do it as part-time, like a hobby, like you said, then you can tell who those people are. And they, they won't do nearly as much business, but I guess those people don't really care either. I don't know. <laughs> they, you know? <laughs> they don't, yeah. so, so you went from two houses, dude, and then you're like, I'm going to do this full time. So what did you, what did you change? I mean, what, it, what, I mean, you know, well, it was, yeah, it was just, it? it was just diff- like, I could put a hundred percent of my attention on my business instead of like, Hey, I've got four hours today before I have to go back into work and, and get that done. Um, and so I had a full day now where I can focus on my business. And not only that, but I put myself in, in a corner, right? Like put my you back against it, yeah. the wall. I was like, yeah. yo, I have to make this work. You know, I mm-hmm. really went, um, you know, really took a chance on myself and I got to prove myself now. So yeah, do I think. The second year, I did a couple million dollars in sales, and then the after that, it just kept going up and up. And um, yeah, it was. I forgot what your original question was. I'm sorry. No, it's all right, dude. So, how did you grow your business? You know what I mean? Like, so, oh, what, yeah. what was your strategy? Yeah, like, dude. So, this is a thing that um, I do a little bit differently than I think some agents that I know. Um, I started in the business with no connections. I didn't grow up with you no know network. family ties, zero network. None of my friends are buying houses by any means. Me, right. we were like 20, 21 years old. Right. Um, I just didn't think that way growing up. Like, hey, I should make some good connections in case I do something in the future. That network I, was not important. Right? No, yeah, it should have been though, yeah. but it wasn't. Yeah. Um, so I, I remember I was sitting in my manager's office, and she's like, "All right, this is it." You know, she gave me a big old packet of stuff. And uh, it's like, all right, welcome to real estate. Yeah. It's like, cool. Now here's what do I do? Yeah, yeah, here's your phone. Go call some people. Dude, yeah, it's what it was. And so there's an old saying, like, here's your desk, here's your phone, you're on your own. And um, that's kind of what it was, man. I didn't have like, okay, now I can tap into my, you know, my in-laws and see what they're up to and see if they're ready to buy or, or whatever. Um, it was just like, okay, I'm going to start going through my cell phone. I'm going to start knocking on doors. I'm going to do everything I can. It was 100% prospecting. Yeah. 
And I learned that from some uh, multi-level marketing stuff I did back in high school. Yeah. So I was just like, dude, I have no, co- I have no connection. So I just have to make deals work and make deals happen. So that's what I would do, man. I would just call people. Um, I would uh, cold call people. I'd send out mailers. I would knock on doors. I mean, just do as much face to face. It was real estate twenty four seven. Still is, but like if we were standing in line at Starbucks, I was gonna talk to you about real estate. You know. Yeah, so you're was, trying to build your. I was hungry, right? man. Yeah. yeah. So I think people underestimate. There's there's a lot of ways you can do this business. People buy leads. Oh, yeah. people, there's a lot of different ways you can you can do this business. Mm-hmm. I I think one of the most uh, effective and long lasting ways is creating a, a really strong network. So hundred you, percent, you've focused on that. Yeah, I will say that was differently in the beginning. Is I was going more for just deals and I wasn't really focused on the relationship now at this point because yeah. my, my business has since changed because um, it evolves you know, yeah it evolves yeah I 100% on the network man it's a huge difference if you just focus on the network focus on your sphere of influence yeah versus just hey I need a deal I need a deal I need a deal. like people mm-hmm. can tell transactions versus relationships right 100% and we talk about this with our loan off I think any you know what's funny like anybody in any industry can really benefit from a network. If you have a really strong group of people around you, mm. like things happen, right? Like I, I just, I, I didn't know the, the, the power of that because I was transactional. I, I did, you know, I was at Quicken, I did leads. I always I actually prided myself on the fact that I didn't need to ask anybody for business. I could find my own, right? Right. But it's so, so stupid because ultimately, like having a great network and providing value to your network and being looked at as a professional in your network is super powerful. Well, it's a, it's a business, right? Yeah. And you don't, like grow a business by having someone come once, right? Or not telling like their friend <laughs> and someone. <laughs> we all laugh. What, what, hey, what business are we talking about? Dude? Hey. Anyone, if you think Jessica's about it like, a little uh, further, you know? that business is going out of business. But uh, <laughs> you're going out of business. Yeah, but you know, like uh, they got to tell their friends they want to come back. They want to do whatever it is again. <laughs> they want to do other stuff. <laughs> But it, yeah, it, it sounds a little. It sounds, I had a lot of gummy bears last night or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so how did you? So talk to it. I'm a young agent, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have anybody. I don't have many friends. I'm no people don't really like me. Yeah, sounds like me, man. Yeah. <laughs> how do how do I start creating a network? Like, where do I even start? Dude, so and I, I'm not gonna pretend. I'm not gonna sit here and say like I'm the best at what I do by any means. Right. You know, like I still have a lot of room to grow for sure. Uh, but yeah, man. I mean, as far as starting out, if you had no network, you needed to get one. Um, dude, just start sh- putting your hand out there. Like, do do some of these networking groups. Um, what I have done this year actually is instead of me going to find people, I was like, I'm gonna bring everybody to me. So mm-hmm. I've actually hosted several functions. You guys saw the other night that yeah. I do a monthly meetup. Um, actually after the first meeting where I said, Hey, I want all, the, all these like-minded individuals to meet. Um, after the first month did a deal with one of the guys. Happens, so yeah. yeah. And, but I mean, just the relationships I built with the guys in that group and the people who, who they know is just insane. Um, I did a charity event earlier in the year, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, a charity event earlier in the year, um, and invited everybody. I mean, that was a great turnout. Got to meet a bunch of people there and, you know, people got to know who I was cause I'm the person putting the event on. So, yeah, I mean, just putting yourself out there. This is uh, one girl in our office, Avery. Uh, she does a fantastic job at this. It seems like every time I meet somebody new, like, oh, they met her like over coffee or, or whatever. But yeah, man, I would just go in your in your phone book or in your in your phone and um, reach out to people who you have some sort of relationship with or you need to catch up with, do coffees, lunches, any excuse to get out in front of clients, hang out with them or previous clients or friends, do it. Uh, I can always be, you know, potential uh, yeah, deal. I tell know? my guys this all the time. Like, they're always like, well, what should I do? I'm like, dude, you should just go meet with people. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Well, especially, you know, like, oh, fuck, you know, I haven't called that person in 
three, four months. Right. Right. Like they probably don't even want to be my friend or whatever anymore. And then you call them, you yeah. talk, you catch up. And then like somehow, some way, like the stars aligned where yeah. the next day they're like, hey, man, I got a referral for you. And a lot of people you think know, it's, and really, it's like, oh, okay. And a lot of people think it's like kind of sleazy. Like, oh, I got to go there and sell them. No, dude, just hang no, out with them. Dude, 100%. Yeah. Dude, hang 100%. out with them. Get to know. Like, it doesn't even have to be about business. Like, right. how's life? How's everything going? You just made another connection and realistically, it feels good. Yeah, hundred, dude. So I used to be a hundred percent into that. It was like I said, it was strictly deal, deal, deal. I wanted a deal. So if mm. I met with you at one point, I was like, "How can I get these guys to talk?" Close, real trying to close, close, close. Dude, right? at this point in my business, it's so much more effective if you just give a shit about the other person yeah. and you genuinely want to see them hang out. Because I still make those phone calls to people who are like, "Yeah, we haven't talked in." gosh, a couple years. It yeah. can even be a past client or something. But I'm like, you know what? I'm not going after a referral or a lead right now. I just want to see how they're That's doing. That's how they're doing. Yeah. Dude, right. I was texting a, a client yesterday who we did a deal like three years ago. Haven't really talked since then. She's very busy. And I was just, we were just texting and like, I was just asking about her travels and stuff. And like, we've had like a really good conversation, yeah. you know? And, and um, dude, if, I think if you just stop focusing on the deal and actually relationships yeah man real relationships yeah exactly just get to know the other person and i think that people think like um in our business for example as a loan officer if i see like another agent who's let's say we used to do deals and now they don't right like they're working with another loan officer like people get mad right or jaded or whatever like i don't want to talk to them again but it's funny like as you do that you can like there's no burnt bridge yeah like yeah there's no reason to build, burn a bridge. That person might leave that office and work with you again. But regardless, why would you not want to have another friend? There's right. even some transactions where I look at the name and I'm like, should I call this guy? Because it was a stressful situation. I don't know if they were 100% happy because maybe there's a bump at the end of the transaction. Something happened. Uh, I'm like, you know, but I end up reaching out to them. And, dude, they're fine. You know, they're oh, happy. Yeah. They're in the house. They're, they're they just remember all the good stuff. They kind of the, the pain that they had to go through. Maybe they need extra pay stuff, whatever it was. They kind of forget about that. And they're like, hey, man, what's going on? Everybody just – if you just are a good human, like good things will happen to you, I think. Right. And it's, not, it's actually, if you don't know what to talk to that person about, that would be a great one. It's You've given it plenty of time for the dust to settle. Yeah. And if you are curious, if there's something you could have done better, you can just call them back. Hey, man, I know you might, if they were a little pissed off still, you say, look, I'm just calling because I want to I want to make sure that that doesn't happen again. What are some things I could have improved on? Get some feedback, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that'd be a good one. And then they'll feel better about it because you give a shit about their opinion. And then you might just talk you know, regular topics after that. Real, real estate is as much a people business as it is a home business, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's more like, again, relationships, uh, getting to know people. So I, I, anybody out there that's like trying to figure out how to start off the business, like, there's a lot of ways. You can go oh, out. A million ways. There's a million ways to do the business. But again, if you really want to have longevity, in my opinion, mm-hmm. create a really good network. And you can create that network even if you're like transactional. Through the transactions, you can create a network. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There's always something. What? Yep. Brad, know, are you on the show? You haven't talked yeah, about no. it. Yeah, okay. no. Welcome to the show, buddy. I mean, I haven't had a chance to speak. You Brad guys are just fucking talking like crazy <laughs> other than Sal's coming content. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Do you guys know any super introverted agents? I don't know any. I, I am one right now. Are you looking at one, dude? You are yeah. not super yeah. introverted. Dude, I, I I would, maybe not so much anymore, but like naturally I'm, I'm an mm-hmm. introvert. I mean, like I really don't want to go talk to people a lot of times, right. but- I think once you force yourself in that situation, which if you're a new agent, you yeah. will have to do, yeah. you learn like, hey, you know what? This isn't so bad. Or, you know, I, I really do enjoy talking with people. And yeah. I, I think you can be both, man. I mean, there's people who really do have a hard time, but you, the first step is to put yourself in that uncomfortable situation and just force yourself to talk to people. And then over time and in, in practice, you realize it's not so bad. I was so introverted as a kid. I, I wouldn't even call my friends to hang out because I didn't want to, I didn't want to like have their parents answer. I wouldn't order pizza. Like that's really weird. <laughs> I wouldn't order pizza because I didn't want to like like talk to the person on the other line. 
It was very odd. I was very, very introverted. But it took a lot of work. Like, I was yeah. like, I can't live my life. You're like one of the most odd. social people I know, man. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can you can go from one end to the other. It, it takes practice. It like, does. You just have to force yourself to do things that are scary. Yeah, you I have to like... want what's on the other side of that. Like, yeah. okay, I have to become more extroverted because, and you know, if it's if the the goal is bigger than the the crap in the middle. Then being, I remember being introverted so much that I was like, I got so sick of it. I like, I lost my mind. Like I was like, I'm, just, I'm never going to be like this again. You're still introverted man. a bit. I am. Yeah. Yeah. I am, totally. You, like you need to go in like a dark corner to decompress sometimes. <clears throat> and that's like, yeah. If I, yeah. if I'm like upset or something, I don't want, like I, I'm very odd. I'm a yeah. weirdo. Yeah. That's what I feel like mean. I know introverted agents who yeah. just don't fucking respond. to <laughs> <laughs> Calls or things. Like, it's like, dude, right? we're doing a, a, a deal. Right. Like you got to let me like answer your phone. They're like, Oh, sorry, man. Was busy. I think that's just bad business. Not introverted. Yeah. yeah no, I know mm-hmm. a little off topic because of the type of season it is. How is, do you find any diff, any challenges or difficulties with Halloween coming up, trying to show homes that are decorated for Halloween, or you tell your your sellers not to decorate. How how does that work with this type of? No, type I of think year? I think honestly, I've, seasons are pretty fun, like the holidays yeah. and stuff. Especially if I have a listing and um, you know, it's a nice home, it it looks good and it's clean. Like I was, I'll encourage them to decorate a little, not too much, but make it feel like home because uh, yeah. people who are going to buy that house envision. like if they can if they can walk into a house and be like oh yeah i mean this is like uh whether it's halloween or christmas thanksgiving if it. it feels like a home and they walk in that's a huge i mean that's that's what i want to accomplish yeah think about if you're a family and it's christmas and you walk in and the place looks like nice you know christmas what I mean? like, for sure i, yeah. I feel like yeah, halloween though one. i'd be like dude I'm not doing this. You can make it's it really selling. cute, though. You That's can like make putting it, a full right. tank of gas in a car you're trading. List my home for sale and put a graveyard <laughs> it, in the it front de- yard. It depends what it yeah. is. But, yeah, I mean, if it's tastefully – I mean, look, anything, anything – Christmas, for bad. sure. Christmas, for yeah. sure. If you come and go out to the house. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. No, I, I, I personally like Halloween. I'm going to put up a lot of – Halloween's my yeah. favorite It's my jam. I'm going yeah. to put up, like, a lot of stuff this year. Yeah. Now, if they were putting a whole bunch of crap in the front yard, the blow-up stuff yeah. and all that, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, look, you guys can have it. Maybe we'll just wait until after the show. I don't know. I the blow-up stuff. Yeah, man. dude. Like, if it's super tacky, it's going to take yeah. away from the curb appeal, stuff like yeah. that. It just Bring depends a on razor how motivated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just depends how motivated they are. And if they got kids and stuff, you know, and they really want to do it, then, yeah, I'd, I'll, I'll let them do whatever they want. But, um, yeah, it, if I could avoid that, I certainly would. But you can make it just in fall in general, dude. You can like have some mums out, some pumpkin, like some real fashionable looking, you know, stuff that goes dude, with the season. A little <laughs> off topic, but how big of assholes are kids? What do you know? Like, kids are the biggest know. assholes. Are assholes like, I'm the worst just like, I'm just world. thinking of those blow up things, better. and I remember like. You were kids. the kid that <laughs> went around and cut someone them up. Just, <laughs> some, <laughs> someone, someone, someone just slice them. You know, they'd have to get sewed up, or we used to see a big fat <laughs> stripe of duct tape across the snowman's. Not going to mention any names. <laughs> Give you his initials. We were assholes. Dude, we used to drive around the neighborhood and rip down like Christmas good decorations, dude. And, yeah. and now you put them up, and yeah, if someone like, did, if someone did it, it, you'd flip out. I'd flip you out. go in your dark corner. We used to teepee houses. We used to give like lawn jobs. We were like lawn jobs. Yeah, yeah. Is that where you whip a shitty in the lawn? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I grew up in Milford. We did all that same stuff, man. Like, it's a good old boy thing to do, yeah. you know. But, but yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, you just look back and you're like, I was such a dick. I was such a shitty kid, yeah. dude. So, like, you're yeah. like someone's biggest investment, right? Yeah. Like their house. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Ripping but, an F-150, like, yeah. across the grass, pegged out on the... Uh, <laughs> you know what, though? Like, like People can't do that at my house. I got ditches. <laughs> uh, oh, no, wait. Okay. Uh, no, I actually have a friend. I'm not gonna get his story, but yeah, he he messed up somebody's front yard with the ditch and everything. Oh, really? Yeah, he thought he was in the street, went right into the ditch. Oh no way! That's awesome. There's okay. still there's still tire marks I mean, and everything. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, we we did some smashing bad pumpkins on. Yeah, that's oh, a big yeah. one. That's a real big one. Good band. 
But if it happens to you, <laughs> if it happens to you, you can't be that upset because I immediately think back to like, yeah, you know what? I did the yeah, same no, thing. I had it, this it coming. Karma. I had I, it coming. I, something happened. You can still be upset. Anytime yeah. I put a pumpkin <laughs> okay. on my porch the in Royal Oak, it's like a squirrel. There's like a secret squirrel city. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. There's oh, millions yeah. of squirrels, all different like yeah. colors, shapes, sizes. Like they're different all, the, all they do is fuck up everything in my house. <laughs> really? Yeah. Dude, they fuck up everything. I was in. Uh, I was. In a- <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess that's what I get, you dude. Know? I, I was in. Uh, that's Myrtle what I Beach. get. My lawn is shit. All my ornaments are all crushed and fucked up. So I was in Myrtle Beach, and there was these things. They look like lemurs, dude. They're called uh, squirrel monkeys. Yeah, dude. They squirrel monkeys, bro. It was the craziest thing. They sit up on their legs and they look at you, and they got little hands. It, it was weird, dude. You look them up. I, we were like freaking yeah, out. We're like, what be. is that? Yeah, it looked like a lemur. Anyways, interesting. Yeah. So let's let's get into these hypotheticals that I wanted to talk about. Uh, you know, the show. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Um, it's so all good, man. So I was just I was listening to this this other podcast on the way into the, uh, the 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 show, and they were talking about appraisals and how they're like trying to get rid of appraisals. And I started thinking, I go, what if there were no appraisals, no valuation at all? You could pay whatever you wanted on a house. So what just, would be the consequences? Be terrible. I just did a loan uh, for a Canadian citizen, right? Yeah. He's working over here, and he goes, "Man, like, so in Canada, when you go get a mortgage, you just." You go to the bank. There's no points or anything like that. Like you go to one bank, you go to another bank, you maybe look at a third and like their rate is the rate. Yeah. You know, like that, that is what it is. Yeah. So but not as it's super easy. Yeah. But yeah. then he's like, well, what about this appraisal? What if it comes in like super low? So apparently there it's just like, well, whatever. You yeah. Know, they raise your rate or something like that. Like it doesn't matter. That's what I'm like, saying. So I was like, if, well, then when you renegotiate or you don't buy the house, he's like, really? Yeah. So if we got it's rid- like buying a car over there, right? It doesn't really matter. I don't know the rules specifically. I don't know, I don't know if that's a ri- the case, but I guess in my mind, it's like in the states, if we got rid of appraisals, like nothing, like no valuation whatsoever, and you it's can terrible. Well, so tell me why you think it'd be terrible. It'd be terrible for for multiple reasons because I feel like it would be a little bit of the wild wild west where values yeah. would keep going up. People would pay more and more for a house that aren't, that isn't worth it, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, on t- and on top of that, you're going to have this over artificially inflated. Uh, home, which is going to create early, uh, the mortgage-backed securities aren't going to be worth what they are, which is a huge. Well, that's the technical worldwide. side, yeah, for sure. It's a yeah. huge worldwide driver of the worldwide economy, and it, right. it, it just wouldn't be good at all. I, I, for me, it's like, and as a buyer, you're going to have something that you're going to pay a shitload of money well, for. That's why, that's not worth it. you know, mortgage-backed securities, I feel like, are worth something because. They're backed by collateral that's exactly worth something. It's worth right. it. It's, it's worth like, something. It's like saying like the U.S. dollar like would actually be backed by silver, a gold, yeah, right? Gold, like gold standard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Back when there was a gold standard, right, right. Yeah. So I mean, imagine like so you you put your house up for sale and it's you know it's a really hot market. We don't we saw this houses were getting bid up and people were doing appraisal guarantees where they pay over appraised value. Right, that's mm-hmm. a little bit different because at least there's an appraisal. In this situation. There'd be, a, in my opinion, there'd be rampant inflation in housing yeah, prices. Yeah, percent When there's demand like that, I mean, there, there'd be no governor. Like, I feel like appraisals actually govern and control that inflated uh, value situation right. a great deal. So we're kind of getting to a point where there's a lot of talk about replacing the appraisal process and doing this and that. I think it's crazy. Replacing it's different than getting rid of it. Right. You can replace it with something else that is arguably better or arguably worse, but it's, well, there's there's got to be another process. You can't just eliminate it. I mean, you the, can replace the it. amount of uh, data being put into exactly. like collateral underwriter, for example. That's where it's going to go. Yeah, eventually, I think so to a degree, and maybe you know 
desk appraisers, yeah. you know, things of that sort. Yeah. Maybe, you know, a quick desk appraisal versus like an actual field inspection or, you mm-hmm. know, something of that sort. Yeah. But Quick note, uh, Ali Berry just texted me. He's trying to recruit you, just so you know, <laughs> on air. Uh, is he get, he or she going to be pissed off? I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, quest, quest Real Dan. Yo, I'm, it, yeah. <laughs> I think he apparently wants so, Hey, man, um, I appreciate that. Yeah, that's nice. Um, he must like how you're dressed. So. Yeah, dude, I'm actually dressed way down today. <laughs> Number one, I fell asleep last night before I could set my alarm, so I woke up late. But uh, at the same time, I was planning to do work at the house anyway. So yeah, that's all right. I got some construction so, to do. What were you gonna say? Uh, were you gonna talk? Before you could set your alarm, can you like you can set alarm? Are you gonna? Go try, are you coaching day? him on how to yeah, do his alarm? We'll talk dude. after. No, I know. I just, <laughs> don't worry about, don't worry about I'm it. A you know person. what? There are two, <laughs> and no, don't take this the wrong way, but there definitely are two types of people, right? The people who use the sleep app. If you have a iPhone, so yeah. You, you, there's a sleep app, and every day it's recurring, right? And every day it wakes you up at the same time. It tracks yep. your sleep or whatever. And then there's the people like my girlfriend who has the alarm set and just keeps hitting snooze or yeah, whatever. That's me. And I'm like, that's me. That's has, me. Has no. eight different alarm set every there's, three minutes. Dude, and you know, snoozes them I all. I have 20, bro, like one every <laughs> half hour. Yeah. There's also a third group, people with kids that don't have a choice. That's true. That's <laughs> true. There's, there's but also I'm just like, group. what the hell is wrong you with you? got no choice. Turn your uh, fucking alarm off. Yeah, the, the snooze turn fast. Turn it off. The snooze, can snooze yeah, can, yeah. Yeah. Turn it off. Like, I'm... It's like the most obnoxious Let's say, like, she has to wake up early, which doesn't happen. I'm always up before, but... You know, I'm laying in bed and the thing just every 10 minutes, and it's in the sh- in the bathroom with her while she's taking I'm having a shower. A vision, I'm like, Whoa. I'm having a vision of Sal stomping the living shit out of his phone. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> dude, it's I, all right. Dude, when I was traveling, um, the, the whole second week I was in Europe, I, I kind of decided to do hostels. I'm not familiar with them at all at the time. I ended up hostels loving them. tough. Dude, I actually enjoyed, I the really movie? enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah and I've seen, seen the movie. I know. <laughs> dude, I've seen the movie, but like, so I was like, well, it's cheap enough. If I don't like it, I can go get a hotel later. But yeah. I was doing a solo trip to Europe. I was like, it's a great way to meet people. Anyway, dude, like, we're in like, I mean, gosh, Amsterdam, London, Barcelona. I mean, these are all big party cities. And yeah. so like, especially in Barcelona, dude, we wouldn't get home till. I don't know, five, six in the morning. Yeah, you don't even go out till midnight. Right? No, yeah, yeah, you don't go out. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, people um, are out at like wild. 2 a.m. eating ham. Dude, you eat yeah, dinner at like 10 p.m. Yeah, yeah. Bro, there's, like there, was, there was famous as a kid, like infant kids out walking the streets like 2, 3 a.m. <laughs> like, totally what normal. the hell are you doing? Yeah. Anyway, dude, so like I'd have I'd have normal people in my uh, in my room, and then I would go there. I'd get I'd get back at like 6 a.m. I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to set the alarm for like three hours from now because I need to go see some shit tomorrow, you know? Yeah. Dude, I would not wake up to that, but the whole room would wake up to my phone just going off, and eventually yeah. like, somebody get I bet like punch me in the foot. I was like, oh god, I'm sorry. Because yeah. <laughs> the same Man. thing, it just goes off and off. And yeah, off. it's like yeah, dude. It's super annoying. Yeah, uh, <laughs> hostels are are interesting. I used to be one of those. Oh, guys. Yeah, it can be it can be fun, and you meet some people, and it's not so bad. And sometimes they're just straight dumps with weird weird people in them. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. But that's the thing. I had some guy tell me like kill people. <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah. I'm not, if somebody told me that, I'd be out of there, dude. Yeah, but thing. But well, we were like, well, we're here, so, yeah. so we're all chilling. Yeah. Want to get a beer, dude? Yeah, yeah dude. Well, so he I'm got the person violently drunk and threw up all over the floor. Yeah, that's horrible. That's actually that's yeah. Really we were bad. like, all right, dude. dude. I'm the type of person who will spend <laughs> extra money on a flight or a hotel because I want to make sure my my like my stay yeah. is great. Yeah. Um. So that's what was kind of like taking a risk on these things. Um. But dude, with with like the websites and all the reviews and stuff, yeah. you can easily pick out like which yeah. are clearly the nice because yeah. everybody's about reviews. Well, there's now. some really nice hostels. To stay in and meet people if you're going to like a foreign land. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Oh, 100%. Yeah, traveling is just, so. How much time do you spend in Europe? 
I only spent two weeks. It was my first time there. Uh, only sweet. spent two weeks. Yeah. No. So it's, Dude, I wish I could there. spend two days in Europe. So for those of people that haven't been to Europe or out of the out of the states, I really like. I think it's like a the more, one of the best experiences you can have. I'm gonna go every year now. Yeah, I would love yeah. to go to yeah. Europe. Dude, it's it's honestly, bro, and I did it differently than going with the family or doing the hotels and stuff. But I was just like, I kept, I packed a backpack, um, and once a Canada flag on it or American flag, I didn't have any flags oh, on it. Yeah, I just oh, kept it low key. I didn't want to yeah. start any shit with anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I, I had a whole bunch of people asking me about uh, about Trump and all that stuff the whole time I was over there, yeah. and I got a whole bunch of shit for being from Detroit, dude. It was crazy. I I had to talk it up so bad, man. Like I. I Everybody the only was, thing you know, that when I was a kid growing up, I'd go to Greece. My cousins would be like, "Oh, Detroit techno." Yeah, <laughs> dude, everybody yeah. loves Detroit techno. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. I would. Yeah, I would talk about that because I'm into that, you yeah. know, music and stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was interesting. That's awesome. So, but once you get over there, what I was going to say is, once you get over there, it's actually fairly cheap. If you want to fly around, take a train. If you want to do the hostel life, I mean, I spent very little money over there and I had a blast. Yeah, yeah. you know what's what's interesting though, if we think about like what we do, right, and how. Uh, not that you couldn't get a job elsewhere, right? But it's not like uh, we have like engineering skills, right? Like I do in Europe. No, okay. No, yeah. don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Anyway, the umbrella it. on our roof. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> the uh, like we our business like doesn't really exist in certain countries it's over sa- there. But most sa- other but countries. No, but it's sales. And the sales translates everything. Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying yeah. like mortgages, our mortgages or whatever, don't. right? Like yeah. we so that's not over there. But here's and the thing. I, I, I agree I agree with that. So but I do believe that if you are a, a good at sales, if you are good at you will always be employed cuz yep. no matter through recessions, through any part of the the economy, sales is the one thing you will always need. Mm-hmm. Right? If you can generate business, that's a super valuable thing. So to your point, yeah, but there aren't mortgage of sales. Of course, but, but it's not like you go over there and starve. I'm just saying like uh, – There's no more yeah, – yeah, yeah. My information that I know everything about Fannie Mae mortgages right. – No, it's worthless. Worthless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Greece doesn't even have like – And it's kind of like scary because it's like some legislation, you know, to our point earlier of like what if X didn't right. exist. Like what if all of a sudden they're like, fuck it. You know, we're taking over Fannie Mae. We're taking over Freddie Mac. All – Mortgages are government. And they're all automated. They're all, you know, automated or, or go off different criteria. Yeah. Have you, right? have you seen no any, longer any – have you seen how our Congress works with, with passing laws? I understand. But and have, <laughs> have you ever been Jesus. to the Secretary of State try to get your license renewed? I mean if the government takes over when – when things get – We'll old, see it coming for years ahead of time. The government's not great at running businesses. <laughs> right. They're no. really bad. Sorry, It's everybody. just something to, to think about. Like, man, like what you do right now might not be there. Right. That's in my point. Future, yeah. Right? yeah. I right. mean, of course, like sales and, you know, positions that you could get into. But right. Like, you know. But industries change. But, and but have an open lot, mind, yeah. too. Like, hey, this might not be forever. You uh, know, you have a good that's like, across year. That's across the board. You're like, it's, it's over. It's set. Right. That's across the board, though. That's not just I'm, us. I'm good. That's anyone out there. That's why it's important going back to having a good network. Because once you establish a good network and you have good relationships, mm-hmm. if something goes sideways with what you're doing, you can fall back on the network when you start your next gig, right? People yep. want to help you mm-hmm. out. They know the struggle. So Yeah. And actually, one thing uh, one of my mentors always says is um, don't ever – it doesn't matter what industry you're in or what business you're in. Don't ever get rid of those contacts. Keep them on your yeah. CRM because yeah. you never know. Things might change. You might have to hit them up later. But, you know, that brings up an interesting point is – uh, especially in real estate, I think everybody in the business, doesn't matter what side of you know business you're on, everybody's wondering if or when it's going to become automated. Like you mentioned earlier, like um, maybe the need for having a real estate agent might disappear, or you know, an appraiser or whatever. You know, people are thinking about that stuff. I think I, think, I don't think it, I don't think it, we ever get rid of it. Personally, no, I don't think so either. I think you you need somebody there. Um, 
I was just wondering the other day, like, wonder if it'll become more of a luxury or uh, like a concierge thing. Yes. So that's what. I, so think about it, right? You can book your flight now through Expedia, right? Mm-hmm. But I use a travel agent, okay, because I they handled my stuff for me. Yep. Like we had a layover and we almost missed our flight. I called my travel agent. They handled it all. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Well, if you go to Europe, but you absolutely probably use Expedia or Orbitz or whatever. If you go to Florida. if you're going to Florida, or no. you're booking, you use a travel agent to go to Florida. Uh, well, depends. It okay. depends on what I'm doing. What'd you do? Two weeks ago, I went to Delta. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) because I mean that's it It, is a little bit different. Yeah, Yeah. probably more than half of your flights are done outside of your travel agent. True, one hundred percent. Very true. But they're still, but they still have a place and they still have value and they still do and they do very very well. Next summer when I take my family to Disney, I'm probably going to use a travel agent. You probably should. I'm probably going to. You probably shouldn't go to Disney because it's horrible. I'm taking my kids. Got to go to. It's a yeah. Be in Disney very soon. I know I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm gonna. I, I've never been to Disney myself. Your kids are gonna hate you for it when you grow. When they grow up, you're welcome. They are, you they're gotta hate go to me Disney, for a million. Yeah, they're, they're gonna add that to the list. They hate you. You gotta go to Disney at least once. I've never have been. To. I've never. I've never really? been to Disney. No. If you can't go, go to Paulson Europe because you don't have time, go to Epcot. Why would I go to Disney when I could go to Europe <laughs> for the same amount of money? Disney. You go to Disney Europe. Yeah, but dude, you like are from Greece or something. But it's better than Disney, and you're greasy. Yeah, but you're like. You're like European greasy, like small. <laughs> you got like Sal, you're, you're, on. Your your name's Salvatore Cusmano. You're Italian, <laughs> right? I understand, but I've never this been episode was so sad. Really <laughs> you're like you it. like speak Greek, yeah? I do <laughs> like yeah. yeah, I'm Greek. Yeah, that's what I am. He, he said some weird shit. Most people go to Disney, but yeah. <laughs> I would rather go to Europe. Most people go to Disney multiple saying, times, right? If you but had when pick, I have kids, I mean, that'd be a nightmare. if you had to pick two places. Let's say you like the cost roughly the same to get there, right? And we have family with homes there. So for me to fly to Disney and spend like spend that time, or you have family with homes there. Yeah, done. That's what I'm saying. Why would right. I go to Disney? You, me, yeah, yeah. You. For your kids, yeah. selfless, bro. <laughs> <laughs> My kids will have a good time in Greece. I'll be all right. They'll take their kids to Disney and then right. they'll go. They'll so, so, they'll go. but going back to the point, like, so let's say we got rid of like, uh, like, there's so many parts of the transaction that we could get rid of, and that would I feel like would cause issues, like homeowners insurance, right? You can get a quote online and get a homeowner's insurance online, but we know some people. and they the general, save some time. Right. You can just call a number. And it's automated almost, right? But but having an actual oh, good contact is like so worth it. Yes. Oh, yeah. I remember I had Geico for, I mean. Geico for that. I always have uh, <laughs> uh, cars, right? Yeah. I always switch cars and whatnot. And it was so easy with Geico. You just plug it in. Boom, generate yeah. a new – like yeah. you can do it yourself. And yeah, the same thing with sweet. Progressive Online. So why would you stop doing that? Because when the, the flood happened here in Royal Oak, <laughs> yeah. you know, they're, they're like, damn. You don't really have that coverage. That kind of sucks. Yeah. yeah. Well – You did it yourself. Yeah. You didn't was, do the right coverage. Well, no, Shit. it wasn't necessarily that. It was just like – They're hard to deal with. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, oh – and you're on your own, basically. Yeah, I lost like. I mean, that's every insurance company, dude. Like they'll they'll promise you the world, no. and yeah, they're like, oh, you know, it turns out you weren't actually covered for that, man. You opted I've out had of some really good uh, experiences recently. With, yes, yes. You know, uh, our insurance agent Isaac that we that we work with. We work a lot. with him a lot, yeah. But he just does a good job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like, dude, job. I've had a, I'm I have a pretty big issue. What do I do here, bro? You know I got in a car accident. It's not even. A- I called him. He's the first person I called. I'm like, dude, I just ran to someone. He's like, all right, here's what you do. Boom, 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 boom. Done. I didn't call like the number on the insurance card i called isaac I right was like, bro i just got an accident what right. do i do so there's a lot of value in that you know what i mean like you you lose a, a big piece of that i don't i don't well it's it's the steering through the the waters that we don't know right. and, and it, there are some situations where a computer system is almost just as effective as a human maybe like almost right, right. um but not often you know well, like, here's maybe thing, like ordering like something on amazon like i'm not like it's easy right 
calling over the right. phone to right. like order. A, we're we're, we're talking about insurance, right? So you need guide when you need guidance, right? Like insurance is not something you should go cheap on. You should have good coverage because it's insurance. You don't want to get in a situation where you lose your car. But no flight. one would no one would know that. Nobody. They uh, shop the the cheapest car correct. insurance rate. They don't they know that because it's required by law to have. Right. It. Like, correct. listen, dude, this is going to cost you another hundred dollars a year. Right to do to have this much more coverage. Happen, right, you're, it saves you like thousands. Yeah. If it's okay. if it's an industry or something, a product or something that you don't understand, you should get professional guidance. Oh, period. Yeah. Right. Well, and going back into the real estate transaction, I mean, that's a scary process for most people. Right. <clears throat> you have your do-it-yourselfers, but um, even they, you know, they get all frustrated and blame everybody else most of the time why they didn't get the best, you know, value for their home or something right. went wrong because right. they tried doing it themselves, like. It's it's a complicated pro- or it can be a complicated process. You know, you know, I just thought about you. You you, you don't you often see houses that are one hundred fifty or two hundred thousand dollars for sale by owner. Mm. You don't often see two million dollar houses for sale by owner. No, dude. And so I you think, know what I mean. I think with that though, like you're looking at different clientele, right? Yeah. Like the people who's got the the two million dollar house, like they're like, yo, I even if they thought they could sell down there, they're probably way too busy to do so. And actually, it gets more complicated to market property that, that expensive. Yeah. Um, whereas like if you're looking at 150, 200,000, I mean, those, it doesn't matter what you do. Those will, those will sell. Yeah. So the market of people buying those is about a lot bigger. Oh yeah. It's huge. And I mean, yeah, those are, those are hard to keep in stock right now. They usually fly off the market, you know, but, um, you know, when, when we're in a, a market like that, yeah, you see a lot more fizzbos, I guess. Um, I just, I just think people, it's not about like, can you do it? It's, it's, uh, understanding how to do it properly. Yeah, right? or, or navigating it, right? Yep. So let's say you put your put a sign in front of your house as a for sale by owner. Somebody wants to buy it. Mm-hmm. Now what? Right. Now what? Who's going to do the contract? Yeah. Who's going to do your title? Who's going to do your more? Like you know what I mean? Like there's all these other moving parts. But always, always in the end when the seller statement comes out, there's always some type of issue. Always. Yes. Oh yeah. I don't oh, think I'm paying two hundred fifty dollar drug doctor yeah, yeah, fee. Yeah. Always. Yeah. You yep. say fucking like ten grand, dude. Yeah, dude, yeah. And I tell people this because I used to do a lot of cold calling. A lot of them would be, you know, for sale by owners, and I tell them, look, I've got no doubt that you can sell your house. I mean, absolutely not. You, you sound like a smart guy. However, I want to make sure you're going to make the most money here, and I'm, I'm really trying to look out for you here. And uh, if let me show you what I can do and roughly what you would net. If it doesn't make business sense, don't do it. I wouldn't want you to lose money, especially right. using my services. Right. So then I go in there and show them how we can market, get much more for their house and stuff like that. Like, hey, you're actually asking way too low. This is what you should be doing. Um, and you can save some costs here. And so, I don't know, that always helped me out. But yeah, a lot of the times, just because somebody thinks because they can do something, you're going to save a boatload of money where they might actually be shooting themselves in the foot because they don't know all the, the industry specific stuff or they don't you know know a couple of things that'll really there's help so, with their There's marketing. so many, uh, there's, you have to have so much, I mean, look, good real estate agents know a lot of information mm-hmm. and how to do things properly, right? <laughs> um, so, Even me, I, you know, if I was thinking about selling my house, like I, th- I think I could handle a transaction, 100%. Right? But like, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't know really what to price my house at. And oh. if I, let's say I put it for X, right? And you came in and said, dude, you're still going to get that, but you get to use my service. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, a lot of these All guys right. too, they still or end up even paying if it a was commission. A couple, you know? Yeah. Paying, That's what they yeah, want to yeah. avoid is a commission. I'm like, they're like, oh, well, if you bring me a buyer, you know, I'll, I'll pay you the 3%. I was like, well, dude, why are you paying somebody who's not going to represent you? You got to understand this person's representing their client, the Correct. buyer, and they're going to try their best to screw you over. Correct. If I was on the other end of that, I'd be, and dude, I've done, I've done FISBO deals where I'm like, dude, this guy's really going to regret not having somebody represent Cause him. Because you, you, you have the advantage. Dude, I'm doing leverage. the best for my client. Right. He's not my client. Right. Well, it's so funny when it's like not being represented. Court. Like and he's yeah. paying one of those for it. flat listers. Yeah. You know, and the, it's like, I'll, 
I remember when I first started, I didn't really understand it, and I like would call them. I'm like, "Hey, bud, Sir Mac, yeah. Uh, yeah. the the appraisal's ordered." He's like, "I don't give a shit." Yeah, dude. who are you? <laughs> Why are you calling me? Yeah, he's like. <laughs> like hang Straight up the up. phone like fuck so, you don't that's don't sc- call me again i'm like Whoa, that's scary bro. shit though think about with everyone was funny with everyone because d- i didn't really know and i remember like lighting this dude up in an email like, like but you, what you, are you, you doing didn't realize like, he was a flat listener yeah, right? you yeah, thought he was an actual like, agent and they like explained oh, it like yeah, i actually yeah. don't do anything i just he, like told me what he does yeah, and yeah. i was like why would someone pay for that yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like. I, I, actually, all I do is list the house on the MLS. They provide me the pictures, and then I don't do anything. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, five hundred yeah. bucks. Yeah. That makes sense. Is, why yeah. you're like, yeah, yeah. don't give a shit. Genius yeah. for him. It's so I stupid for, the, for a seller. That's scary as shit, though. If you think about yeah, how much conversation there is about the real estate agent going away, right, yeah. and getting automated, but the Zillow homes or flat listers are getting more and more commissions going down. Think about how shitty it's going to be to do a purchase deal on. In any as a buyer, as a seller, as a loan officer, when all the agents are gone and you're dealing with dumbasses like that, or you're dealing with yeah. the for sale by owner guy, or, yeah, oh, I, yeah, I, that's I can't imagine. Brutal. I can't imagine it would completely go away. I think if you're going to be selling real estate, honestly, with any business, probably, but you have to be open to the idea, like, hey, shit's going to change. Like, just don't don't think that things are going to be one way forever. Right. Just mm-hmm. be open to the idea. I mean, we're we're seeing things now where you really don't even have to go to a house to see it. I mean, we literally. You can go view a house online. If they're doing the the 3D Matterport stuff, you can yeah. walk through every yeah. single room. Still not from the your, same, it's though. not the same, but you can write an offer if you want it bad. I'll say, hey, contingent on me doing a walkthrough of the house yeah. and make sure because they've seen everything. You know, sure. I mean, we're we're in a we live in a time where that's possible. Um, but you know, getting rid of the agent completely is look it would be pretty tough. Things will change. They're going to evolve. They always 100%. evolve. It's it's not the same as it was ten years ago. It's not going to be the same as. But and if you are open to the evolution yeah. and looking at how to embrace it and use it within your your business, those are the people that will succeed. The people that try to fight it and say oh, I'm just going to do it my way. Mm-hmm. Those people will back will, to the yeah. basics. <laughs> what was that accent? That's my 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 old man voice. I guess in my head like old southern grumpy man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so all right, That's pretty good. <laughs> you like that? Right. Uh, we're going to do our three questions. Uh, last time you were on the show, we didn't do this, so we do this on every show. Okay. Uh, first question is always the same. What scares Ryan? Mm. Oh, my biggest fear? Easy. Yeah. Um, not living up to my full potential. All right. That's good. That's sure. a boring one, I know, no, but no, that's good. what scares no. the shit out of me. Do you like if I if I'll I know ha- I can do better, I will like I'm very hard on myself, but I I, I feel like I, I can always do better. So it's, you believe you have high potential? I think everybody I think, does. Everybody has so much potential, but they no, don't. Not everybody believes it. Exactly. Well, yeah, it's it comes totally down different. to mindset. Hundred yeah. percent comes down to mindset. I, I can look at a person and get frustrated with them because I, they don't see how much potential they have. Yeah. But I know it's there. I mean, every single one of us in this room can accomplish huge, amazing things. Right. Um, but it's it's you not living up it. to that. Yeah, you have to believe it. You have to see that it's possible. Yeah. You have to be able to visualize it. But yeah, for me anyway, like that's what scares me is is living this life, not knowing when I'm going to go, and not um, and not taking advantage of of the potential I do have. And I mean, there's so much bigger things I'd be doing right now that I'm not, and so like that that kills me. But that's 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 what scares me. It's kind of a fucked up fear because yeah, not living up to your full potential. How do you know what your full potential is? Dude, and that's the fucked up. They're super fucked up, right? Here's the thing is that he's keeping that going and it doesn't matter because I think that that potential, that exactly. fear will drive meter, it's the, yeah, it's the it driver. Keeps going, right? yeah, it keeps, yeah. As you, the ceiling the healthy keep going anxiety up we and up about. and up. When, right? you, when you think like that, when you do hit your potential, you realize you didn't hit your potential. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's, so there's people that's, who, what, that's what I'm saying. I like the, I like it. I get yeah. super yeah. frustrated when I'm working with someone or have someone that works for us that 
doesn't work. Yeah. Because I'm like, dude, you could be a killer. You could you're complaining about, you know, like being short on your bills when I can see you not working, having no bills, watching ESPN, no mortgage. It happens all the time. All right. Dude, yeah, it is a messed up one though, because it really it'll stress you out. It's not healthy to an extent. I mean, it is to an extent. I'm the same way. It'll drive you nuts, but at the same time, that healthy anxiety I think is is healthy. But look at some of the world's biggest entrepreneurs and business owners. They probably have a similar mindset. I'd imagine. Like, do you think Bezos thinks he's reached his potential? He wants to colonize the moon, dude. Yeah, no, fuck no. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, but then you also (laughs) probably reward yourself a little bit, right? Go to Europe. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. the world like that. Yeah. You got to do that. You, yeah. No, no. There's got to be balance. All right. Next question. If you were on a deserted island by yourself, uh-huh. what would be the one item you'd want with you? Item. Item. Not how, long, how long am I on the island for? Item. You're on it. I don't know. You're on a deserted so island. So you can figure out how to get off. You either get off or like live there. I don't know. Figure get off the out. island. What do you want with you? Dude, I don't know. Like, it'd be practical. I'm boring, dude. It'd be like a knife or something. I wouldn't want a hatchet or something, <laughs> yeah, right? hat, yeah, Yeah, fuck. Go back to the yeah. book. Yeah, hatchet. Yeah. I'll do a hatchet. <laughs> so, somebody once said, I want a house. <laughs> like, yeah. What a badass yeah. house. Which is, you know, yeah. I'd want that. But no, like, uh, I would want like something practical, like a hatchet. You guys read the book, The Hatchet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, for everybody sure. has. Yeah. 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 Or even if you can, like maybe GPS phone or something. I make a couple phone calls, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> That'd be a good one. GPS yeah. phone would probably be yeah. a better one. Yeah. yeah. If <laughs> if you were on an island and you couldn't leave, I think. If yeah. you had to stay there. If you had to stay the hatchet for sure then. The hatchet. Maybe like a, a big multi tool, you know? Yeah, like a big multi tool. Like that that I have shitty one. bear grills one that they sell at Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> I have a yeah. I have a mul- I have like a multi tool hatchet where like the handle has like a knife blade in it and like you can unlock it and detach it. Oh take yeah. The hatchet off. It's a hammer, a hatchet, a knife. Yep. I would want saw. I'd want a lighter, man. A lighter, I want that. Yeah. Making fire is it has not flint. Easy. It has flint it, in yeah, it. Yeah, he's too. probably got flint on yeah. there, yeah. You guys ever play Goldeneye? Yeah, oh, I mean, oh, yeah. Way slappers back. only. Yeah. I want no. I want the fucking Moonraker, dude. Oh yeah, oh, bro. <laughs> I could, you know, kill animals, start fires. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, good. Not that weird. I want to kill animals, but you got to eat. Well, yeah, That's if you're hungry, you will. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, which one should we do? Let's do. Uh, if you could spend uh, a week in somebody else's body, who would it be and why? Oh God, like in their body, like yeah. or just Have in their the, life. Uh, you go in their body, in their life. Switch that too. You in their shoes? Yeah, like in their shoes. Their body's weird. But it's you have to be life. in their body to have their experiences. Like in their shoes. No, in their body. You're in their body having <laughs> you their ever experiences. Seen being John Malkovich? Yeah. Yeah, I would like that. I want you in I want you in somebody's body. Which could also change the question because you'd be like, man, I just want to feel what this body looks like. Yeah. yeah okay. I don't Sick. God. Um, what was the question again? If you could be in somebody's body for a week, who would it be? Uh, dude, I don't know. I've not really thought about that, to be honest with you. Um, somebody rich and powerful. Um I don't know. It could be past or present. Yeah. Dude, I don't know. I'd want to like do like Einstein just to see like the way he thought. Fuck yeah. Yeah, but oh, it'd be your that. brain. So you'd just be like It'd a be useless old shit, man. Dude. Sure. Yeah, 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 you're right. You're I'd right. want to be like yeah, you're right. like, like a high level athlete like LeBron James or something. Just like being able to jump like <laughs> fucking crazy. You want to be like, a superhuman. Yeah, like dude, how sweet it would be to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm Sal Brady. just wants to be healthy like, for a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah. I mean, imagine just waking up and you're like, wow, I'm like tip-top physical shape. Yeah. I'm married to Giselle. I yeah. can throw a football. I mean, Tom like, Brady's a specimen, dude. Jesus yeah. Christ. I can throw a pigskin a quarter mile. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. That's our show, man. Hey, th- dude, thank you for doing the show. Oh, these are heavy, man. I appreciate it. Yo, I'm going to have you guys on mine. Yeah. Are we yeah, not going to get an answer on that last one? Dude, um, oh yeah, we never got one. Do we? Dude, I really don't have one. I'm uncomfortable with this question. <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll, we'll I'll, table I'll it. Text we'll, it to, yeah, we'll table, we'll table it for next time. Yeah. Uh, tell the audience how they can get a hold of you, dude. Um, well, the first thing you do is 
call me on my cell phone. Uh-huh. Um, I guess I'll go through the, the number. You, you just put it on the notes or just yeah. – I'll just read it out to you. It's uh, 248-408-7951. Call or text me anytime. And then uh, hit me up on Instagram, man. I'm like, I'm really active on Instagram. Uh, I always refer people to go there, get an idea of who I am before we even meet, you know, because I, I put a lot of my personality on there. Yeah, and I know you had the group over. Did, did you want to – if people want to join, can they yeah, be part so, of that? Okay, yeah, so um, – all right, so first off, Instagram, if you want to get me on there, pretty much any social media is Ryan Lane Realtor. Pretty easy. Got it. Um, and then, yes, if you consider yourself an entrepreneur, big thinker, salesperson, whatever, somebody just wants to do bigger in life and you want to be in a – associate with others who think like you because for me the problem was when I made that group was um, – I couldn't tell my goals to like, you know, quote unquote normal people or, or have these discussions because they thought you were fucking crazy. Like, why wouldn't you be comfortable with where you're at? Dude, like, yeah, they don't want more. So I wanted to, like I said, bring people together who want more out of life, who want to just like conquer the world kind of thing. Yeah. And so, uh, in June, started doing these monthly meetups, first Monday of every month. And, uh, yeah, man, I mean, just the people I have met through this group is just insane. I was just so humbled that so many people wanted to be part of something like this and it's really taking off right now. Um, but yeah, so if you're somebody who, and I, I put this stuff on my Instagram all the time, you'll get more information there, but, uh, we do these monthly meetups. Uh, like I said, if you're a big thinker, you want to do a lot, uh, you got big goals, come check us out, hang out with us. It's very casual. It's not a networking event. The biggest thing I noticed about it is it wasn't, a lot of these networking events are pretty douchey. I fucking hate those. Yeah, I did not yeah, want that. That yeah. was the first rule. It's not a networking event. It happens naturally, bro. Yes. Yes. Like you don't need to make a thing of it. Yeah. You know? Right. Hey, my name is Bob. Here's yeah, my card. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, we are. Do you know what show? What show number this is? I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. So it's, thank you, everybody, for listening. Please reach out to us on irepodcast.com. Go to po- Podcast Detroit. We're on Stitcher. We're on. Uh, what are we on? What else are we on? Uh, Spotify, are we, are we on Instagram, we're, iTunes, iTunes. Run everything. Oh, so. got probably in the eighties. Yeah, we'll have to check that out. So, guys, thank you for listening. Hit up, hit us up if you have any questions. Bye. You've been listening to Inside Real Estate, the nation's top real estate podcast. Don't forget to follow us at irepodcast.com and everywhere where podcasts are available. 